Well, good morning. It's Amy here on the Amy Mills Live Show. Happy Sunday, everybody. It's going to be a great day. I love Sundays. And I love this Sunday because I have a good friend of mine here with me, Reverend Linda Chandler. Good morning, Linda. Hey, Amy. How are you this morning? I'm good. And I am super excited to dive deep into your book. Okay. Um, You guys, Linda wrote a book called Gates of Redemption. And I got to tell you, it's this little tiny book. And it is it's so power packed. Um, she wanted, I know if you guys listen to the show at all, you hear me talk a lot about John Ortberg and I love his books. I just love him. And I love his books because he, he writes so simplistic, but the, the points that he gets across are so supernatural and powerful. And I really, Linda, feel like that's that, that your book reminds me well, of John you. Ortberg. Okay, Just good. the simplicity of it. And, of course, it, you know, you're a teacher, and so you did a really good job of making it easy to understand. So it's it's this simplistic book with these power-packed concepts that really just make you become so introspective about these different gates in our own lives. And um, for you all that are maybe new to this program, let me just um, tell you, we podcast every show over at amymillslive.com. So Linda was with me yesterday. If you want to go grab up that show, go to amymillslive.com or anywhere you get a podcast. You can um, download those. And if you want to learn about the ministry that is the foundation of this program, it is soldoutministries.com. Mind, will, and emotions. Purpose towards God. So it's your soul. S-O-U-L-E-D. Soldoutministries.com. We are all about freedom Mm-hmm. And we are about getting on with your good life that God has yes, given you. Yes. And that's a lot about this book. I mean, that's so many of the points that you make, Linda, are about us just, you know, figuring some of these things out in our Christian walk and then getting on with this great life that God has for every person listening this morning. Absolutely, Amy. I, I think that, you know, when I the <clears throat> book um in 2014, when I put it together, I actually had, had been writing on it for about seven years. Mm-hmm. And I, I taught a, a small, well, almost a year-long class. And it came along from this. I was working with women. Mm-hmm. And, wow. and and 10 women, and out of them, a lot of them went into ministry. And, mm-hmm. and one has a church today and everything. But what the deal was, was I love the word redemption. We don't use that as mm-hmm. much anymore. Or, you know, there's an old song we sing, I've been redeemed, mm-hmm. you know, by the blood of the lamb. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. And I all, um, my editor at first was kind of like, I don't know if you should use the word redemption. That's kind of a, you know, old term. Or, and I said, no, I have to, because that's yeah. what God's given me. Because redemption means exactly what you're saying with sold out ministries. Mm-hmm. It's God's business, his business, not mine, mm-hmm. of reclaiming, recovering, rescuing, and setting us free from what has been stolen, lost, or is in a state of ruin or despair. Wow. And, you know, I was mm-hmm. a cradle Christian, but I had a lot of baggage that sure. I brought throughout my life, right. you know, and, and we, we stuff it in the backpack and, oh, mm-hmm. I'll deal with that later. Right. Or I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Until one day you've got to start right. unpacking yeah. it all. Yeah, it's going to come out one <clears> way or the other. Yes. <laughs> but if we do it in the right and appropriate way, so that's what I hope with this book, mm-hmm. then it helps us. Um. 
uh, know that other people are going through the same things that we are. That's true. And that is <clears throat> such a huge part of our journey with Christ. And, you know, the weekend retreat that we do where women get so much freedom and healing. Yes. I named it Redemption Weekend. Right. And it was freedom in Christ through the redemption mm-hmm. of the cross. I mean, that redemption, um, what God has done for us, that redeeming factor um, that we can embrace yes. and make our own, right, to redeem our own life through what he did on the cross. And so I... I am in love with that word. Um, I love the word redemption. It means so much to me in my life of what God has done for me. And even if you look on my website and you look at my bio, one of the sentences says, you know, I've lived this life of redemption over and over again. See, there's your point. It's a process. Mm-hmm. No, it's not just a one time. Oh, I asked Jesus in my mm-hmm. heart. He cleans me out. I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. No, we are constantly. And the, the whole thing is, is because we're part of God's story. And he is using us to tell his story through as we let him redeem us to rescue us. Give us more of the story because he sent each person here. Every person I want to say that's listening today, you are not here by some weird chance. You are here on purpose by God to to um, be a light and to be a, a, a beautiful thing for his for his world, his Amen. creation. Amen. What, tell me about the gates um, on this book, Linda. <clears throat> well, I, to me, um, and actually this came, so it's funny because we talked about Israel all day yesterday. But yeah. when I was in Israel um, in 2006, you know, they, were, they had started building the wall around um, Bethlehem, sad to say, mm. because so much um, Bethlehem is part of uh, the Palestinian um, rift, if you will. And there was so much uh, terrorism coming out of it. So, and there's a lot of criticism. Why did they wall in the whole city? Well, they did it for a safety measure because the minute they walled it in and they began to use gates to control who went in and who came out, they were they were able to stop a lot of blowing up the buses, blowing up people. You know, it became a safety concern both for them and for um, what was outside. So I saw... And we live in gated communities now. Why Why is it? Because there's certain times that you need to control what comes in and you need to flush out so what good. goes out, right? So, so that's what a gate is. A gate is an entry point. Mm-hmm. It is. So let's just start out here because you start out your book um, about just the heart as the center of our being. Mm-hmm. Um, you write about God has designed the heart as the gateway to one's mind, will, and emotions. It is because, and that's again, that's a Jewish thought in that, do you know, we're always thinking about, oh, got to think what my head, what's my head telling me? What's head? But the Jews, if you, and if you read the word of God in the uh, older New Testament, it talks all the time about what does your heart say? Open up the eyes of your heart. And you're thinking, what heart doesn't have eyes and everything, but this, your heart is the center of your being. And it's got, it, you biologically probably can go and look at stuff. It's got muscle memory. It's yes. got all kinds of things. So we look at the heart as being the center mm-hmm. of all of not just it's the center which controls should control your mind, your emotions, mm-hmm. your will mm-hmm. to line it up with God's purposes. That's so true. Um, when we come back, I want to talk about some of these gates that you have okay. put in your book. But um, as we, we do go into break, I just want to say here what you've written. Um, you said um There are over 570 references in the biblical text to our heart. Mm -hmm. So by opening a single gate into the heart and letting the Spirit of God come in, 
we start a domino effect of massive proportions. And I think about, you know, God saying, don't let your heart be hardened. Yes. I, I think of it as being because that's the gateway that Christ is going to use to come into your life this morning, even, and begin to speak to you about some of these gates to set you free and to yes. take just another level of uh, life uh, out of your spirit. So when we come back, I want to talk about those gates, some of them that meant a lot to me as I read this book. Dr. Ben and Dr. Gerard at Focused on You Chiropractic adjust your spine with a highly specialized system, correcting nerve interference in the upper spine, allowing the rest of the spine to become healthy and stable. The result is less pain, better health, less illness, and a better quality of life. No cracking, popping, or twisting ever. Connect to Dr. Ben at FocusedOnYouChiropractic.com. Welcome back. It's Amy here on the Amy Mills Live Show. Thank you for joining me. I want to remind everybody listening that I also am on Saturday mornings a little bit earlier at 9 a.m. You can snatch up all of our radio programs that we've done from here to kingdom come they're all on my website and if you want to just go to amy mills live for podcasting you can pick them up just about anywhere a lot of times i do get into a series and so if you haven't been listening you might be wondering what we said the week before and um reverend chandler who's here with me this morning she was actually here yesterday we talked all about israel and just kind of got kind of got my heart and my mind stirred uh, about what Israel and the Jewish people really do mean to us today as Christians. But today we are covering her book called Gates of Redemption. This little uh, this little book that's like a little piece of dynamite. I just it has so many good nuggets in it. And so we're talking about the book starting out with just the heart. Like the heart is the gate to the rest of us, the rest of you. Know, it's our, to our our soul and our spirit and our mind and um You talk about a heart of flesh. It says a heart of flesh is of utmost importance to God. With a heart of flesh, God can set up permanent residence Mm -hmm. and keep a life-giving flow coming in and out of us. Mm -hmm. And he says, "Um, hearts of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them and they shall be my people and I will be their God. Mm-hmm. So to keep that heart. In yeah, a- because in our world, we are constantly being assaulted and hurt. And and, and so we have a thing where we is we harden our hearts mm-hmm. and we make a callus over the hurt. And then God can't work in that because it's it's like a stony heart. It looks like a heart of stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you even mentioned, you know, this the culture culture hits us, and it begins that process of turning our heart into stone. And if you're listening this morning, and that is really resonating with you, that you're realizing, you've never heard it before, but now that we've said it, you're thinking, ah, my heart, my heart has been hardened, and my heart mm-hmm. uh, is like a stone. Can I tell you that um, God wants to come in and make your heart a heart of flesh and yes. that he can do that. But it's going to have to be by act of your will to allow the Lord to begin to open some of these other gates. And there is the gate of truth that you talk about in here that's so impactful. And then, you know, it's the gate of thanksgiving. And I think a lot of us have heard a lot about that, right? We yes, need to yes. be grateful. We need to be thankful. 
But when you think about this chapter, what are some of the you, you just what are some of the things that come to mind that you felt like were really important to put in the gate of Thanksgiving, even though that's something a little common to what we are told, certainly as believers? Well, I think that we're blinded to being thankful for things. I mean, you know what? I, I, it's as simple as like, did you did you um, um, have a bed to sleep in last night? Did you have a roof over your head? Mm-hmm. And maybe some people don't. Right. And so, but we were grateful for that. Or mm-hmm. you're grateful um, for a friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy, I'm grateful for our friendship yes. here. But you begin to be just grateful for small little mm-hmm. things. Um, because it says we are supposed to enter his gates of Thanksgiving. What it would be with Lord... I'm going to enter my gate today and just be thankful that you would see that I might have a hard heart and you'd want to work Amen. with me on that. And because Amen. no one is beyond repair mm. of the power of God, there's nothing in your life that is too shameful or too ugly Amen. or whatever that he doesn't want to step in. Yes. In fact, he loves that challenge. Right. And so just being thankful, you know, mm. that he will come to your rescue. He's the God of redemption. He is the restorer. And I know that there, um, I've been told that, you know, on radio programs like this, we do have a lot of people that are listening that that aren't Christians and they don't understand all of this. But one thing I want to make clear this morning is that regardless of where you stand with God, he is the restorer of all things. And in my ministry, sold out ministry, we have so many women who finally, finally, finally come for some help, but they haven't come for so long because they just felt the, the depth of the guilt and the shame and the darkness. They're just exactly. thinking, there's no way God is going to have anything to do with me. Right. Mm. Uh, or, or, or there's no way that he has any kind of way to help me. Mm-hmm. And then that we're denying the power of God. God can change anyone at any time Amen. through anything. But it is about lining our will up with him. Mm-hmm. And so I I think that there's that. And then, you know, you have the other gates. You know, we need to be submissive. Right. And I want to talk about this because your gate is submission. Nobody wants to talk about submission. No. But some of the how you put this, Linda, is so powerful. I mean, it makes you want to run to submission. Once you realize what that's really about, the the world wants to lie and say, if you're submitting, you're weak. Yes. Giving up control. But but in this chapter, Linda, you talk about submission giving us power. Yeah, because what you're doing is take the word submission and, and divide it. Sub and mission. Sub means to be under, and mission means what? It means to yield to the power of the authority of another. Mm-hmm. But if we're submitting to Christ and his purposes, we're just coming under what, what he would want to do with this. And we're saying, okay, go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're giving him that permission. And, and it's exactly what Jesus did when he went on the cross. He submitted to the will of God. Well, then why would we have a problem coming under his mission? Right. God sent him to be able to get a hold of us. Let me read this. Um, you say, and I'm going to read this okay. and I'm going to skip over because this is so okay. impactful. The quest for success leads many of us to fill our hearts with anxiety. So much anxiety in the world right now, you guys. Yes. Holy cow. Anxious thinking only leads us to a sense of failure when we do not become what we are wishing to be. The burden of failure becomes life-threatening as we grow calloused hearts hurt by the world's indoctrination of how to succeed. And she goes on to say, um, in most parts of the known world, success is achieved by competition, individualism, and independence. Okay, so that's opposite of submission. She says the gate of submission 
opens us up to our true purpose and our destiny. So it's a lie of the enemy to think that submission is giving up what you've always wanted and desired and dreamed for um, by establishing this gate in our wall of truth. We will open the eyes of our heart to create new possibilities for defining our lives. Exactly. And my own life would totally do that. You know, I was raised, go get educated, you know, and you can do all this. And money will make you, you know, make a lot of money. And, and you know, da, 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 da. I never would have programmed myself to go be a minister and, right. you know, and do all of this and, and whatever. But when I followed God, when I submitted to his plan Mm. for my life, Mm. and it was actually at a very, very, very vulnerable part in my life when I submitted to what he wanted me to do. In Mm. fact, I was um, suicidal at Mm. one point Mm. and because life hadn't gone the way I wanted it to. And that's where a lot of people are, Linda. Right. Right today. But when I submitted and I said, okay, I'm going to follow you, you know, whatever, Mm. then truly, I'm not saying it's easy. Right. But the adventure really began. And I'm so much more in love where I am today, but I could have never programmed this myself. And so we're going into break here, but I just want to say that submission is life-giving. Yeah. Submission is not death. So it, it is the death of our will, but it's also life-giving. It's where the true purpose of God begins to show up in your life. And that feels really good. Hey there, guys. It's Amy. I just wanted to take a quick break and talk to you about some communication that we are going to start sending out to um, all the folks who not only follow this show, Amy Mills Live, but also the folks that follow Sold Out Ministries, which is the ministry that I founded back in 2009 out of my freedom experience. And so we've got this group of people that are loving to hear about um, freedom, and we want to do a better job at communicating with you all. So if you will shoot me an email, amy at soldoutministries.com, and just give me your name and give me your email, we will start sending out a weekly communication piece, whether it's a, a tips for the day or whether it's a scripture or whether it's something that the Lord's brought to my mind. We're going to try to do a better job of communicating with you and lifting you up during the week. So reach out to me at amy at soldoutministries.com. Give me your name. Welcome back, you guys. Happy Sunday. This is Amy on the Amy Mills Live Show, and I have my friend here, Reverend Linda Chandler. Good morning again. Yes. Um, so, Amy, what we kind of we stopped right before the thing, and I kind of threw this hook out that, that to submit to God's plan was actually came to me after in a very uh, horrible part of my life. And really the horrible part of my life is some of it is given in uh, the chapter on the gate of forgiveness. Um, sometimes we need to forgive others and ourselves. And I was in a very hurtful place and having been hurt very bad. And I wanted other people kind of to suffer. And when then they didn't, and I, you know, kind of, I wasn't giving out forgiveness. Um, 
I, uh, I just became so down from hurting. And then that's, that's what the hurt can do to you. You just get to a place and you don't emotionally want to hurt mm. physically, emotionally, or right. anything. You've cried so many tears. Right. You've beat yourself up or the person that you think has done this to mm-hmm. you or the persons mm-hmm. until you're just in this horrible place and you just think, you know, and I had three kids and I was young. This is this is a long, long time ago, you know, over 30 years ago. But I was in such a place that I went out and I decided I would ask the Lord that, um, uh, um, and this wasn't anything about me being a pastor at this point. I was, I was in the height of my career, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I said, you know what? I just need to kill myself because you have billions and billions of people mm-hmm. and I'm hurting and I can't hurt like this anymore. I'm not a good mother. Mm. Obviously, as a wife, I've failed, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm just crying and crying on this rock, literally wanting to kill myself, you know, and trying to figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, really contemplating it. But I thought I had to ask God permission first. <laughs> that was my saving grace. Yes. And um, you know what? All of a sudden, and this is what I'm saying, when you submit to God, even asking him something so stupid like, can I kill myself, mm-hmm. is that a power went through me and I really heard God said, get up off this rock. I was sitting on a rock out in a, a kind of a forested area. He said, get up off this rock. He said, I have I have things for you to do. And he said, if you'd been the only one on earth, I would have come for you. And so I want to say that to our listeners today. There's no problem too big for God. And so did everything just immediately get like, ah. No, but I a new strength. It was his strength came into me. Amen. And because of that, and then I was wa- able to walk through some forgiveness. And uh, when you walk through forgiveness to people of who've hurt you, you are not saying that you what they did to you or what you did to them was okay. But you're saying, I need to give this to God. I can no longer handle this. I don't even want to think about this. I need you to remove it from you. And he does. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the most important parts of this journey was how to forgive people, to let go of pain mm-hmm. and to let go and to give it to God. And I can tell you through hundreds of women that have come through for redemption weekend experience the key the key is forgiveness absolutely before anything else can be dealt with exactly and you're never saying it's right but you're saying i need to give this to you god and then he begins you're never going to feel like it it's an act of your will it is an act (laughs) of your will but there'll be a point where you will come in it will come around and it it will come in and you will have no emotional content of it yes so that helped me to come into the gate of righteousness which is walking out god's ways not linda's ways Mm -hmm. not doing the linda show uh, not doing it how the script I wrote for my life that I, quote, thought would make me happy. Right. And I didn't write in all these other hurts. But people, that's the world we live in where it's just going to be part of that. So the final. So the book was almost finished with this gate of righteousness or walking out. But I put it on a shelf and I left it. Um, for about seven years. Um, I had taught out of this. I taught leaders. I just you know, told you that. But what happened is, and in 2011, um, my son um, uh, was murdered. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge, huge mm-hmm. uh, hard part for me to go through. Mm-hmm. And what God showed me through that was the gate of trust, to trust him no matter what. And because I had gone um, earlier, you know, 25 years earlier, uh, through the um, gate of um, 
forgiveness and, and all of that stuff. Um, I was able to trust God and say, okay, you be with me, you be with me. And what he was doing was de- deepening my faith in him. So how do you uh, how do you do that? You just trust God no matter what. And you say, I know you're with me and you're going to walk with me. And he did. And so... Um, I want to mention this. You say, this is so powerful for me. Faith is the starting line mm-hmm. and trust is a deeper dimension of faith. It is. You, faith is only your beginning system of belief, to believe in God. Yeah. If you can come into trust, and it's going to be at a hard part. Now, I'm not saying, nor do I want everybody. No, I don't want anyone to ever suffer as I did, because the loss of your child is kind of an unnatural thing. You're supposed to go before your kids. But from that, um, God was able supernaturally to do a healing with us um, in that. And it's in my book, um, the story of where the day that we buried my son, um, I was uh, in bed and uh, just thinking, now how do I go on with good news? How do you make good news out of this? You know, I'm supposed to preach every Sunday good news. And actually, um, the Lord allowed me to hear my son's voice, and he just said, Mom, I'm in heaven. And he said, it's exactly like you've taught it. And he said, "Um, Jesus has said I could talk to you one more time. Uh, I need you to forgive. And he named um, the young man that caused his death. I need you to forgive him. And he said, thanks for the great send-off today. And he said, I got to go. Jesus is calling me. This is all in my book. Now, I did think, and some of you might thought, ooh, she went kind of cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. But I went in immediately. I told my husband what had happened. And he's a very wise, he's very, uh, we've really built a solid marriage after 43 years. <laughs> and, um, but at that time, it was only had been about 38 or so. But anyway, he said, Linda, God just gave you a gift. And so what he did is he gave me the gift of trust, Amen. to trust him deeply. Amen. And I'm telling you today, There's nothing you can't trust God with. There's nothing you've gone through that he cannot help you uh, repair and set you free from the pain of it after a time. So powerful. Guys, if you want her book, it is Gates of Redemption. Where can they get this book? Well, the problem is right now is that it was downloadable on uh, Amazon, Mm -hmm. but it's going to have to go probably into a second printing. Um, They could email you and we can see. Sometimes it's in a third party. Uh, I've had people get it on a third party. I have a few copies left. So... But I, I mean, just hopefully these points we brought out to you today, and I'm going to use Linda's book um, on air through teachings that I bring to you guys here on the Amy Mills Live program. And so I'll bring more and more and more of this book because it's so powerful in my life. It's such a part of what we do at Sold Out Ministries. It goes right alongside it, just parallels it. So thank you for being here today. Thank you for um, having me. What a blessing. What a gift. Guys, thank you for being here. Yes. And I will see you next weekend, Saturday morning, 9 a.m.